Okay. Hi, everybody. Hi, hi, Alexis. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, yeah, doing good. So, hello, everybody. I'm Ken Stearns. I'm the host and creator of the the, the regular Jar Podcast. Uh, also, the host here at the Jar Foundation Podcast, where we are kind of exploring some solutions to the mental health crisis going on across the U.S. And I don't think we can affect you know, much. I certainly don't want to say the world, but there is a mental health crisis. Definitely. I'm sure globally uh, I've seen it in my 200 interviews across 60 cities. And so what I've kind of, you know, taken a step back after doing a lot of the shows, taking a little bit of a break and starting this show where I can bring on people who can share their, you know, their slice of their journey, uh, you know, through the mental health space, either as a patient or an advocate or a policymaker or somebody kind of on the fringe trying to help. Um, and everybody, I think, has their own kind of little story in the, in the mental health journey. Um, you know, certainly we're all, we've all had some rough days, some rougher than others. Um, but Alexis has got, you know, just looking at your background and your journey, your work career, I'm sure you have a pretty interesting story. <laughs> I, I, I do. I do. And I really, yeah, and I'm really interested to hear it. So let's just maybe spend spend a few minutes about who you are today. You know, maybe just what you're doing today, what you're, you know, how you, and then kind of maybe give us a little bit how you got there. Uh, and then we can talk after that a little bit about the, you know, about the mental health piece and what can we do better, differently, and what are you doing and to kind of help. Absolutely. So fire away. Okay, great. Well, thanks for having me on the show. I'm Alexis Story. I am a health and a life coach and a yoga teacher. So my, my journey is to help people through a little bit of the different modalities, but bringing them all together. Mm. Um, and currently I see clients and then I also work at a studio. I see private clients for yoga. Um, and that's, um, that's kind of me right now. And I also just got accepted into grad school. Yes. Counseling. So I'm kind of, uh, what I found with life coaching is that I, I absolutely love it. And it is my jam, right? Like health coaching is me on a personal level to the T. That's how I got into it. Right. Okay. I'm healthy and fit and I work out and people want me to help them all the time. And, you know, I knew stuff about the gut health because I had gut health issues, but with the life coaching and well, and when I tell you about my story, you'll learn that I wanted to be a therapist since I was 15. So life coaching was kind of like my like cheat oh yeah 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 okay However, yeah but I learned such like really amazing tools that I wouldn't change it at all because the life the coaching that I do is it, the, the training is it's phenomenal um mm. it's called neuro-linguistic programming or NLP you might have heard of yes it. yeah yeah and so it's really and it can help in ways that therapy can't and also get people to somewhere else which Therapy sometimes stays in the past, you know? I do love NLP. NLP is a big thing for me in the insurance industry. It's a very, uh, you know, I don't know where you picked it up, but it's definitely alive and kicking inside the insurance industry. Yes. And so, yeah, I, it is part of my life coaching, my curriculum. It was literally a, an NLP course, life coaching course, and then it was a master course as well. Mm. So, but just to get to, to circle back with the... Yep with the mental health is that I found that I really like deeper work with my clients because I personally have had so much therapeutic experience and, um, on a personal level, business level as well. 
And um, so where I felt like I was thriving too with my client was even with some some borderline therapeutic work that was like inner child work. And then also there's oh. a new type of modality that really has only blossomed. It's blossomed in the last several years, but it's really not been around for that long. It's called um, IFS internal family systems. So I've taken some trainings on that. And that is just, I mean, a coach can, can do IFS, but I also wanted to have the ability to feel like I was ethically, if I bordered okay. on some of the deeper questions, like, even though I know I'm, I can handle it, but I wanted to make sure that I was ethically in life. Yeah. So, yeah. So interesting. So that's exciting. So you're going for, and so how long is the program? So the program is, I mean, you can do it in a year and a half for the accelerated. You can do it in about two years for mm. the normal course, and you can do it in about 2.75 for part-time. So I'm starting off in part-time. I'm just going to see how it is um, just since I'm trying to make a living and I've got all these like different places I have yeah, to yeah. move, you know? So um, yeah, I'm, I may though move if I really find, I know I'm going to love the coursework. Just yes. it's like yeah, yeah. just like me. But I think um, if I can handle it, I would like to be able to uh, maybe add in another class so that I can finish a little bit quicker. So three years. We'll say three years right now. Yeah. Well, that's I just put a little marker out there. You've got momentum. You're doing the most important thing, which is the first step. Yes. And you know, it's once you start going, it's hard to stop. It's a lot harder to stop than it is to start. Uh, you know, it, it, if it's been since I was 15, and that was a long time ago, and I'm not going to tell you, but I was a long time. Oh, actually, you can probably figure it out from my LinkedIn, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to go back and do a little math. Oh, that is what, what uh, all the people from Job Editor, you say always, they're like, they think I'm young, and then they look at my LinkedIn, and they're like, hmm, those two don't, don't, don't match. You're probably pretty uh, what about gut health? Did you, what did you learn? Anything about that? We talked briefly about that. Is there a connection between gut health and the mental health? I mean, if you, is there, much. in your so, journey, what did you, as a patient and then, but also with a keen view as being a therapist in yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So um, as a patient, so back in 2000, I'd say seven, maybe before that it even started that I experienced like extreme bloating. Um, mm -hmm. and I couldn't digest food very well. And it was really it. I was, my mood was affected. Um, Oh, for sure. Yeah. And inevitably it was, I mean, I don't know, don't mean to get graphic, but it's like, there's inter it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah IBS. Yeah. So it's irritable bowel syndrome. Oh, yeah. The IBS with diarrhea or with constipation. And so mine would flip back and forth. Right. Oh. But the worst was when it would just like, my digestion would just stop. Stop. Yeah. And it was like, I couldn't even eat. So, um, and then, and having like an eating disorder growing up that worried people because but I'd be like, look at my stomach. It's like way out here. So yeah, yeah. I go to the doctor and they, at the time it was, <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> well, they, it's like, Hey, take this, this one drug that makes you go to the bathroom all the time. Right. And like, I don't even know what they have for, um, IBSD, but inevitably I decided to just try to work more with like holistic, like foods, right. Teas 
detoxing the body to see like what was going on with me. I got really into, I mean, I got way more into health than I already was at the time. And I was already into health, you know, look, looking at like how acidic the body is, probiotics. Like I learned just so much about the body and putting things in my body. Um, and I would say that it, it's a journey, right? Because I would yeah, have it should be a journey of like remission, right? Um, but then I would also have periods where, okay, so I would travel for work and I would eat the foods, take people out, right? You know, the, yep. the whining and the dining. And I would come back and maybe I only did it twice and I would be like taken out. And then I'd spend one whole day like sleeping and then I would have depression. It was, it was uh. just crazy. And it, and it still can happen because I'm not always going to be perfect with my diet. Like yeah. not you know, but I've now kind of learned this kind of, it's like, okay, if I go off and I can't go off too far, but it can have like lasting effects as in like six weeks later, right. You're still affected from what you ate like six weeks ago that triggered your IBS or took your. Yeah. If it's, poison, if it's poison, right. If it's poison to your body in a way, yeah, it's going to be around for a while. Yeah. Well, I mean, and if you think about it, it's really about the gut microbiome. So it's, mm. that's what's going to enable you to absorb the nutrients from the food. And you're like 80% of your serotonin, which is like your feel-good neurotransmitter, yeah. is is in the gut. So there is an actual gut-brain connection, right? Whoa. Yeah. That And that's legit. Like, I don't have like the scientific evidence right here in front of me, but if you look it up, it is. It's yeah. That. So if that's, then obviously if you're having... If you're having IBS, you're having if you're having difficulty with your digestion, everything else, that is going to mess up your your mood, your your whole mood. Yeah, and then think about mental health in terms of addiction, right? So, because alcohol is one of like a number one thing for like to mess up your gut health because it's pure sugar, right? So you're yes. basically feeding the good bacteria in the in the belly, right? And you're if you're an alcoholic, then you're probably mount like not you're not, you're not working out or you're not like, you know, if you're drinking, I mean, you may be, but you may have some serious nutritional deficiencies. So there is like a correlation there too, is that you can have serious gut health issues with alcoholism. Um, oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Huberman sure. talks about it. He just, he did a podcast a while back on how alcohol is like the number one thing. I mean, Huberman has everything on his podcast. Who, who is it again? Huberman? Huberman. Huberman Lab? He like went what? to Stanford. Oh my gosh, you have to check him out. Now we're on live and people can go check him out. Oh my gosh, he's like amazing. Huberman. Huberman, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm writing that down. Yeah. Check it. I'd love he's to see what people are talking about. Um, so what else you want to anything what else you want to share about your, you know, the journey of going through, I think the, you know, finding help along the way. Um you know, is, is it there? Is it easy to find? Um, what else can we do for people? Cause you've been a retail, you've been a retail client. I have, I've been a retail client since I was, uh, 13. So, okay. um, you know, it's interesting. I think there is way more because of social media, right? Yep. The stigma is slowly but surely becoming less and less. Like even on my own um, Instagram page of Alexis Story Coaching, I have said more things about my mental health 
than I would have three years ago. Um, and it's, it's a little tricky, right? Like maybe it's not appropriate. And then sometimes it is appropriate. But I think what we're coming to is there's so many more there, information is being transferred so much more. So there is help out there. Yes. And yeah. you're going to find it if you want it. Right. But what the thing is, is mm. that people are so alone with the Internet. Right. Like you feel like you're with people, but you're not. And then you're comparing. It's a huge thing for our youth of today. Right. I agree with that. Actually take the stimulus away of um, of the Internet or just like electronics so that they can come back to them themselves. Because then there's there's a whole thing of what like the blue light does to our hormones. Right. As well. It's like we're just in like. We're in an era where it's like mental health is out there and available or mental health help is out there and available to have. But we're also in a space where it's like food is horrible. We're losing nutrients <laughs> and we're all on social media all the time and, and you, our, our computers. And so we're just like fighting this battle. It is kind of, it, it, I mean, there's no doubt there's a direct correlation. I mean, I, I'd say, I won't say there's a direct correlation. I, I'd say you could overlay the maps and you'd see a correlation. I don't know if they're at all related but social media and mental health, you know, the, the rise of social media and the rise of mental health kind of look like a dance, a dancing partner. Um, and you know, it's not, I wouldn't say that's conclusive evidence, but it's, it's definitely, uh, you may want to think about it, especially when we understand how the dopamine hits. Yeah. It's right within the lines and you know how dopamine hits, um, and affects mm-hmm. people. And I was talking yesterday with the, with, the. Um, with Matt and um, forget that with Brad, yeah, with Brad Markey and Matt Brown um, from Chimney, um, from the Chimney Chimney Trail Company, okay. and they've got a great product. It's a CBT product, mm. uh, which teaches. It, it's a box, and it's like a it's like a a playset, if you will. You open up the box, and you know you kind of got this this activity. And it helps teach you about some port, some part of the CBT spectrum, somewhere one of those 10, you know, these kind of 10 falsehoods that the, are exaggerations the mind plays with you. When you say CBT, you're meaning like cognitive behavioral therapy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it, and it helps educate you on what it is and how the mind lies to you. And they've got this great interactive product. Um, so just, uh, you know, super interesting conversation. Uh, around, you know, around understanding how the mind works, right? Yeah. Um, um, it is kind and, of crazy how we can program the mind one way, right, through our behavior. We can program our behavior from the mind, right? Like, there's two ways to do it. Like, ooh. behavioral psychology says, if you do this so many times, you will change the way you think, right? Okay. Yes. And cognitive behavioral says, it's a if little you- bit of both, right? But if you change the way you're thinking, then your behavior will change. So that's more of an absolute. It feels like, right. You're like, I got, if you keep doing stuff, talking about it. Yeah. I think like doing it is for sure the better way. So I think that's one of the things there's many factors of why Alcoholics Anonymous is like one of the, is like the number one uh, tool for alcoholics. I think that, and it, and it is, it's like, behavioral right it's behavioral but it's also cognitive because like when you actually do the work of the 12 steps why why 12 steps is so prolific with 
everything these days, codependency, sex, um, emotional ones now. I mean, there's just all these 12 step overeating, um, but it is, it's a behavioral and a cognitive. So it's behavioral as in go do this every day, right? Do these things. And that's your habit that you're forming, right? And then, and when you're going to these meetings, cognitively, you're getting this input of like spiritual and in the solution, not victim mentality, right? So, um, and then you have to do the work, which is actually like where your cognition begins to change. And then there's the whole spiritual factor that adds into it. So. Yeah, I think that's a strong part of it for sure. Um, definitely the people that I've met of in the 12 steps, the spiritual part is a real, almost most of them somehow come home spiritually first in a way. They end up in that place. Um, these yes, some of the stories. I'm recovering myself, just so you know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so it's interesting. The stories that I've had, uh, a lot of them are really around it gets to the, you know, okay, God, like I'm here, like I'm banging on the door now. Okay. I've banged on every other door. I've screwed everything else up. This is the last door. It feels a lot of like, a lot like that from the conversations. Um, how some, how some of the people I've talked to end up getting in the door, you know, of the, of the 12 steps. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm sure every journey is different. Yes, every journey is different. And then if you were, you had mentioned just like, what is their help out there? What is the, um, just in case I didn't touch upon that. I mean, I think hmm. the government tries, right, with some, some ability, yes. but it's like, there is an issue too with like, it's also a money maker, right? So the private sector has come in as well for like treatment centers and things. So hmm. what's, what's great to hear about like your interest in it and nonprofit and getting the word out is just that, that it's not, that it is a nonprofit, right? That you're considering starting yes, or yeah. because that is where, cause I have worked also in the behavioral health where I was in marketing or basically sales for a treatment center. Yeah. So, which is a great thing, you know, people need treatment, but it becomes like this, how many heads are it? It's called heads in beds. Like heads how in, beds. I know. Yeah. You know. So, I, just heard that the, I just heard that the other day and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And somebody said to me one time that said, I mean, it was just the craziest thing that said, you can sell sh- shitty treatment. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to be any different than every other market or product or solution, right? There's going to be great actors and there's going to be not so great actors. And, um, you know, that part I can't, you, I, I don't think you can fix. <clears throat> Just try to be a good actor. Yeah, yeah. And that's a good point. But there is a lot of help out there. And I think, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how the market changes in, mm-hmm. in that aspect. Um, and w- so what I, my, a theory I came into recently is that what I was thinking about how this like oversharing, right, on social media and, but how it's so great. But what I yeah, think- yeah. What I think we're going to start seeing is like, because of this social media and the electronic and the fakeness, right, that we can have yeah. and like, you know, get lips done, hair done, you know, everything can be fake. I mean, for women at least, right? But I think we're going to get this like, keep pushing, like people are going to keep wanting to share their stories of like what they've been through because we want the raw, we want the authenticity, we don't want the fakeness anymore and we want to hear what your pain was, right? 
Ooh. That's what I think. I think our we hunger for it. We hunger as oh, it. Yes. Yeah. And it's part yeah. of the spiritual thing that too, that more and more, right? Why is breath work so popular? Why is, you know, Wim Hof, you know, well, yeah. breath work, but you know, even and it's a it's a physical thing, like why are people all talking about getting in cold plunges, right? Because we're yeah. physically suffering. But if we don't start to understand the connection, so then we'll move to the mind. We'll be like, oh, okay, I get it. My mind is making my body like this, right? And that being at a cold plunge helps me to like develop discipline and stronger, mm. right? As well as inflammation and all the other things like the heat yes, shock proteins right. that it does. Like, you know, there's so much science on it. But, and then they'll go, we'll go, we'll hit the mental part and then it'll be spiritual. Right. Then it'll be like, who am I? Why am I here? Like, is there a God? You know, do I accept like this outside thing? And I, I that's where I just think that like our country has to go, it's, you know, or not country. I mean, but like the world human. Yeah. The human spirit. I love that idea of this kind of evolutionary idea. We're going from one and then the next step, you know, and then the final one is going to be back to that, that age. You know, where did I come from? What happens after all of this? Yeah, and you know, if the where did I meaning where did man where did human where did the human being come from, and what are we what are we here for? What's our purpose? That you know you want to that's some real conversations. Yeah, yeah, and I find that the younger people, right, the twenty somethings, blow my mind. Right? I know. Yeah, they're so, they're so cool. They're incredible. Yeah. They're non-judgmental. They're like not into as much duality, right? Like that's why I think there's more fluidity even in sexuality, right? Even mm. in genders. Like a lot of people, you know, my age, like and above are kind of like really confused by that. But I'm like, you know, I think there's just an evolution going on. I mean, you could be, it it's is a spiritual evolution. I think it's like an energetic one. So this is where you get, where I get really out there. Okay. Oh, I like it. <laughs> there's different energy coming to the earth like they actually um like there is a report from i think either the pentagon or nasa about energies that we don't know why there's this extrasolar energy coming to the earth yeah like we're not sure why so the thing oh. is like in my spiritual teachings which is a whole nother a whole nother podcast um oh, i love it I, another door another door yes exactly and, who, and who is alexis okay <laughs> You're like, do you really want to talk about yourself? Over Ooh, I want to crack that door open a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hey, let me just shrub my whole theory and life in there. But um, yeah, I just think the energy is shifting and that the 20-somethings are the embodied. The 30-somethings are a little confused, right? They're in between. Yeah, they are in between. The 40-somethings were the result of the baby boomers and a lot of confusion and issues, right? But the 20-somethings are like this. They were their exposure to this energy is like on another level. That's why they're like killing it like creatively and just with, I don't know, I, just the ones I've met and it, that could be, but they just blow my mind. Yeah. I, I had so much fun on the, on my journey. I've, I think probably I had about a half dozen people under 25 on, on the journey. Not a lot, not a lot. And maybe it's more if I go back and count, but, but man, they were, they were so exciting to interview because they are there. There is the, the whole judgment and, and measurement of people is way, way different than when I was a kid. 
now there's a lot of tough stuff growing with them as well. There's a lot of mental health issues. And we talked yeah. about that with all of them um, and how they look at it, but their heads are on pretty square. I feel they see things, they see through the garbage of, um, I don't know, just the, the lens of how social media, even though they're in it, they see the lens, right? They see the lens of the truth of the truths of what's really going on in humanity and society. And they're great people. They're great humans. I think we've got a good generation of humans coming up. I would agree. And, and, and they're really, a lot of them are hugely successful. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. You're right. On the con content and creative side. Right. And, or like even making money, like a couple, I know they're in their twenties. They started their own real estate firm. They're just making great money. And then they go travel for three months at a time, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. okay, you got your shit together. You know, they're doing stuff different. Yeah. They are doing, they are doing stuff different. Oh, check my time. We were doing good. I think maybe it's kind of like a, some thoughts um, around, you know, it's been a great, great conversation so far. I love, I love we cracked the door a little bit on the spirituality, the other side of the spirituality, uh, the universality, maybe, you know, what's mm -hmm. behind, what's behind door number two uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with Alexis. I think we'll explore that, that one more with the jar. Okay. Uh, so Alexis is going to be a guest for sure on the jar. We'll, we'll catch up together, get you on the calendar when I restart around the 22nd. Um, and for sure, that is way more opportunistic for opening up the other, other doors. Um, I've got a big jar. Oh, <laughs> I got a big jar of questions right here for you. That's awesome. Yay. So we'll get you on the show mm -hmm. and, um, get you to sit down and pull some of those questions and see, and see what, see what doors we find, what other doors we find. Any, any kind of closing thoughts or any message, you know, I think also too, for selfishly, um, the way I'm framing this is kind of a message for me uh, on the journey, kind of creating a nonprofit, trying to focus on those four things, the stigma, you know, bringing about some, and, and the other two, which is access um, and cost and trying to do that through mm -hmm. education. I think education is a way to kind of help both a lot of this. Um, so any, any advice for me or, you know, cheerleading message or anything from a completely selfish standpoint, uh, I've been, I've been doing this question as a close. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think part of what I would be thinking strategically about it mm. is thinking who has impact and since social media, right. is such a big thing who out there in social media is talking about Talking about um, mental health. who is talking about their mental health issues because mm. like I said people are doing it more and more and so I mean I've got like a little a little following right uh, for me but like there's other people out there that have a million followers that really listen to them whether yeah. it's TikTok or Instagram and they can share their story and have that impact um athletes you know I know they go to treatment centers and talk so just in terms of a strategy right to have kind of that backing and then you know, I think there is an in with the people that have extra money and extra money to give. And I think that's kind of the thing, too, is like finding wherever that is. Right. And a lot of people in the sober companion world, if you're looking at or the interventionist world, have access to those people, the, the, the intervention people. Yeah, because interventionist and sober companion people tend to work with really high network 
Um, high net worth clients, right? Because who can afford to have someone with them 24 seven? You've got to have a lot of money to do that. And so there, and that is, it is a business out there. And I, I really a real business. Yeah. 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 And I have a friend that works at it and he'd probably be happy to talk with you about his experience as a sober companion and an interventionist. So just in terms of funding, right. Um, I don't know how that would go about. Love it. Um, and then thinking of anything else um, in terms of education is that, you know, planning your, what you're offering is like these Ted talks, right? Like, mm. maybe TED talks, like little Ted talks, like mini Ted talks, right. Where you have Huberman per se, right. Or different psychologists, like if, come on like if you can get them on um to talk or do a little ted talk on this aspect of mental health for education and then you do the blurb about mm-hmm. hey, we're raising money for this you start doing fundraiser raisers or i mean i think the thing is is that people in the mental health space want to give back to so I, if you find somebody who is really there's this guy vitality i don't know his name but he does breath work all and he go travels all over the country um, and he seems like, I mean, I feel like they would want to give to you, right? They would want yeah. to give it to you to be able to help more people, to reach more people. I, so. I love the TED Talks, but that's kind of accidentally what I think I've kind of stumbled upon uh, with this is a little bit of a TED Talks idea. And, you know, if I can, if I can keep the structure good, um, it is, it's getting experts on in the space and hearing from them. And providing a platform for for the, those people to share what they're doing, and then for listeners to kind of glean a little information from from them. Yeah, and obviously, you know, you know, business most likely, right? So market research is like what you're doing right now, but you also yeah. need to find one that you want to emulate, right? Yes, and find yeah. out and and how they did it, and who who really is the mover and the shaker in making it happen or getting the word out there. Is it the marketing yeah. piece? Like, is it? Is it who you have on your TED talk or is it the funding piece? You know, what is yeah. it? What is the thing? How's it going to work? Well, that's a, those are some great thoughts you're leaving me with, Alexis. That, <laughs> that's awesome. I wrote those down. This is great stuff. I love the TED talks. I'm looking for a name for the show because it's con- a little confusing. As you found out, it's a little confusing with the jar podcast. So, um, so I love this TED Talks and I've been playing with, you know, mental health, today's mental health. There's a show called Mental Health Today. I really love that idea, that name, but um, that was taken. There's somebody doing that. Um, I, and I don't want to be so copycat. I just want to be a little bit unique. So that's, I'll, I'll wait for the universe. And as a, and you gave me a little bit of a, you gave me a little universe plug right there. I love it. That one, the TED Talks so. idea. And I, I think like you it. should think of like an acronym. Like, yeah some like glued or like something that has one word and each word stands for something else. Yeah. I I love, I'm also an acronym fan. Yeah. It's easy to remember that way too, you know? Yeah. And and if it's, if it, and if it makes sense, you know, I don't like to force them, but sometimes they do just, they come into a place where it's, it's just perfect. And you're like, that's it. Um, Somewhere in there. Yeah. Alexis, thanks so much for your story. You're welcome. Sorry. Thanks so much for your story. Thanks, everybody uh, that's listening and uh, watch the show. Either maybe you're watching it afterwards. I really do appreciate it. And um, just share the word a little bit at this point. We're just kind of growing and and sharing some stories uh, like Alexis. 
I think that's it. I'm going to end the broadcast, Alexis. Hopefully, I drop us back into the green room and I don't lose you. So let's see what happens. If I do lose you, I'll reach out with you um, soon. Thanks, everybody.